Hello, 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 designated ones, loved ones, family, friends, and everyone. This is Alicia, and this is Deep Voice. Let's dive right back in to last week's topic, sex and self-control. Let's put the two together. Let's talk about it, because in our society, We don't discuss it enough. We don't develop a mental understanding, a mentality of what sex is useful for, the best ways sex are used. We usually develop an unhealthy appetite for sex in our society, in American culture, because whatever we're watching, whatever we're hearing, the things that we learn about sex come from the wrong places. And we look at it in such an obscure way. We run from it, we hide from it, but then we do it. And we really need to take back control and authority over sex and sex relations self-control in sex. Let's talk about sex appetites. Appetites. We have sex workers in our culture and society and they're promoted and they're praised and glorified and it sends a signal of you can do whatever you want and then bloop 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 you decide oh I want to settle down and be married but you've been trained and practiced and rehearsed in unhealthy ways. And your appetite is now not able to coexist with your partners. And your monogamy is now looked at as a bad thing in society, in our culture and society, because of this warped mentality so why don't we talk about these things why don't we discuss these things in a healthy manner because everyone needs help with this sexual immorality we usually stop at homosexuality and look at it as oh that's the problem homosex is not the problem it's a part of the problem Let's dive right in. Homosexuality is such a big discussion in our society today because it has come to a place of acceptance. It was once the most taboo thing you could do or be, and now it is glorified and praised and looked upon as a freedom and it is really just a bunch of confusion and chaos because again we have not developed an understanding throughout the generations of sex the act of sex the desire for sex I myself won't go too deep into it because I've never had homosexual experiences or desires or anything like that. 
And I, now I have seen it and I've been confronted by it. I remember being a young girl, seeing it and being like, ew, you know, mm, nah, ew. Like, I'm not attracted to women. I think women are beautiful. I think I'm beautiful. I love my body and my body parts. And I celebrate them in a way that they're mine and mine are enough for me. I don't need someone else's body parts to be satisfied. When people say, "What? what's your favorite hair type? What's your favorite body shape? Mine. <laughs> and this is not to be arrogant or conceited. I'm not everybody's favorite, but I'm my own favorite and I need to be that way because I am going to always be me. And I wouldn't want to get caught up in trying to be someone else. So I believe everyone should be their own favorite. Their own should be their favorite because you can't change who you are without surgery, life or death type of decisions that really don't benefit you outside of how you appear. They don't in they don't benefit benefit you or anyone else as a human being outside of your appearance and appearance is small in the big scheme of things it is unimportant less important than who you are how you appear to look so let's talk about it now as far as the topic of homosexuality let's look at it scientifically as well as spiritual I'm going to use science to support my understanding, which is spiritual, because all understandings are spiritual. Mentalities are spirits. So to put this in a perspective where we can relate supernatural and natural things and put them together and make them whole, can two women reproduce a child? naturally on their own no can two men reproduce a child no you need a male and a female to produce a child reproduce a child i should say there has to be sperm and egg there has to be x and y to put to make a human being so to take that supernatural natural thing god given gift ability blessing and to give it to science it's an abomination it is the removal of god the absence of god that's really what an abomination is it is not a condemnation where you are definitely going to hell it's an abomination. You are removing God from your life, which is a quick way to get to hell. So let's just think about it practically and not be selfish in this thought. Meditate on the understanding of why it is important to our world 
for human beings to be male and female when it comes to procreation, when it comes to sex, the act of sex, what it is actually for the reproduction of humans. <laughs> Our reproductive systems need one another, male and female. Reproductive systems go together. They survive with each other, together with each other. So that'll be a deeper discussion we can go into. But for now, let's look at more than just homosexuality. That is my stance on homosexuality. I am not deterred by it. I'm not threatened by it. I don't feel like a lot of Christians feel about it like it is the worst sin. To me, sin is sin is sin. And there's a solution. There is resolve to every sin. We have to learn more about repentance. But sexual immorality is a huge error in human culture, in the human race. Man and woman want to be with everybody and everything, which disturbs the peace, which disturbs balance. And it's not a condemnation. It is an abomination. So we have to understand the difference there. Now, man and woman, male and female, sexual immorality is rampant between heterosexual people. Not just homosexual, that's the clear and obvious but also heterosexual and we really need to address this because it really starts with us heterosexuals who decide to have an unhealthy appetite towards sex an unhealthy mentality consumption about the act of sex we tend to believe that it's all about pleasure when that's very minimal in the benefit of sex, the act of sex. 